Catholic Reading Challenge. I'm Mike. And I'm Jess. And the only thing we like better than reading is talking about what we are reading with friends. In 2019, we are reading through a new category each month. So listen in and read along. And remember, as Mortimer J. Adler said, in the case of good books, the point is not to see how many of them you can get through, but rather how many can get through to you. Welcome to the Catholic Reading Challenge. It's April, and we are talking about essays today. I'm excited. I've always enjoyed essays. I have a number of books on essays. But it's funny. It's a, um, I don't want to say medium or genre that often I think gets overlooked. And oh, we yeah. focused on novels. We focused on um, you know nonfiction, things like that. But the essay is a great way to experience a, a writer. Um, and it's also a good way... Uh, to to there's some writers that have written novels, they've written nonfiction, they've written fiction, but I love reading their essays because it's an opportunity them for them just to express kind of themselves and their views yeah. and their ideas that that you might not get in another format. Yeah, totally. Um, I think it's uh, unfortunately it is a genre that people don't read as much anymore, but um, perhaps uh, perhaps that'll be a trend that shifts. Um, so. This month we're reading a collection of essays, so you got to pick one, and we'll talk about maybe some a few um, options if you are unsure, still haven't picked yours for April, um, even though we're kind of close to the halfway point. But um, essays might not be very long books either; it could be any no, any collection of essays. I, so, think I mean, too, you could with, with be a variety of different lengths. With essays, it's not like. If you didn't read the entire book, somehow you missed out on something. Right. Because they're, because they're yeah. all their standalone. Exactly, exactly. And that's what's great about essays. And I think uh, when you have a book on essays, I, I don't know. I've never sat down and just read a book of essays from front cover to back cover. I actually think that might be a bad way to to experience well, Yeah, I mean, because that's, that's like a whole – that would be like the same as a whole book. But you would – you kind of would actually want to read them. It'd almost be like reading a chapter in a setting of a book because it it would be one chapter is a complete thought on an idea. But, but they know? can be totally removed from one another. Oh, of course. Yeah, they are. Yeah, mostly. I mean, oftentimes, unless I guess, unless you have essays on this, you know, somebody wrote a book of essays on motherhood or, you mm-hmm. know, where they're all on generally the same topic, mm-hmm. but separate essays in and of themselves. But oftentimes you have an author's, collection of essays on usually a variety of different topics um well you already picked we both already picked ours we're already we've already started reading but we'll, we'll talk about our specific picks um in the next podcast episode after we finish reading them so we're just at the beginning of, of our choices as well but some of our choices might be interesting to others um you picked David Foster Wallace. I did. But he has yeah. a couple of different collections of essays. Which one did you go with? He does. Um, well, David Foster Wallace is is a very obviously influential writer who wrote, I want to say, in the 90s and the, in the early 2000s. Um, and it's funny. A lot of people who, again, I mean, most of the people that I'm exposed to, be it Walker Percy, G.K. Chesterton, um, there's, there's a certain type of person that recommends these things to me. And David Foster Wallace is in that conversation, but he's a little bit more of an outlier. 
Uh-huh. And he he has a famous novel called Infinite Jest, which is like 900 pages. And I've tried to read it a few times, and I've really liked it, but I just haven't been able to to kind of get the momentum. And the two essays or a collection of essays that were re- recommended to me, both equally, it, the, the people said, just take your pick. It's Consider the Lobster and other essays. And then the one that I ended up reading is a, suppo- a supposedly fun thing I'll never do again, Essays and Arguments. Um, and I've always been intrigued by David Foster Wallace. I actually use a lot of his quotes in my my theology class okay. and in my literature class because he's a guy that is critical of postmodernity. He's critical of aspects of modernity, but he's not like this. He doesn't come from a position of it's not a theological argument. Um, he, he's definitely not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. He's this just independent thinker. And what I find in kind of a day and age where, again, I'm using this word a lot, but it comes up so often is polemical. Like everything is politicized and, well, this person is a progressive or this person's a conservative and this is the worldview that they see everything through. I really appreciate people like David Foster Wallace because mm-hmm. he seems to be someone who, who was going for truth and authenticity and was not committed to an ideology. And one of my favorite JP2 quotes is, um, again, I'm paraphrasing, is ideology does violence to reality. And we are yeah. in a day and age where everything, and when I read the headlines, when, I, when I'm reading the news in the morning, seems to be put through an ideological lens. You almost have to check yourself. Oh, am I lining up with my demographic or, or whatever group I'm part of? Am I saying things that are going to keep me um, in the group? Or am I going to say something that's somehow going to alienate me from the group? With with Wallace, there's just no, there's nothing like that. And I, th- he really has a really strong voice, and he's able to um, kind of give insight into things in a myriad of topics. So I'm I'm very excited. I've read the first chapter in the the book so far. I don't want to get into it too much because again, this is when we're p- picking our books. But I feel like I found another kindred spirit the same way I did the first time I read Walker Percy or the same first time I read Lewis or the first time I've read um, Chesterton or um, a, n- a number of other of the other writers. It's it's just that feeling that I'm very or the first time I read um, Confederacy Redunces, something like that. So yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped so far. And I think he's the author that I need to read right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, actually, I think that that is a, a good point because. I think when picking essays, it is a good question to ask, who should I be reading right now? Who's the author I should be right now? I think that's particularly helpful when you're thinking about what collection of essays you might want to read. Um, because someone's essays can be a really good piece, length, of space of, of writing to explore a certain topic. And so, so certain thinkers can do a lot with an essay and really help. I mean, just I remember... I'll throw out one that is gold. And if you haven't read it, maybe you should pick this one, especially if you like. But Flannery O'Connor's Mystery and Manners is one of the best collections of essays um, that I've ever read. And it is it's just pure gold. Now, if for those who are writers, um, they're gonna they're gonna probably find it even more so, but she just has such good things to say. So to sit down, it's almost like being mentored. Don't you feel like reading someone's essays oh, yeah. is like being mentored? So the idea of being mentored by Flannery O'Connor, that's how you feel after reading Mystery and Manners. So that that's that's a good question to say. Who would I like me for me to ment- mentor me this month? Who would I like 
to have be my mentor. A literary mentor is kind of a good thing to think of. And I think that's sort of the role that an author takes when you sit and read their essays at times. I like that. And it's funny, again, Walker Percy is one of my mentors. And I have about, he wrote a lot of essays. He's pretty prolific. So that's a guy you could go to. Again, I mentioned it probably every podcast. Um, But he's really, really good. And I would argue that you, I think he was might maybe have been a better um, essayist uh, than he was a novelist. Um, okay. when, I, when I read the movie Girl the first time, it was hard to get through. And, and I recommend that book. Actually, I don't recommend that book, but people know I like that book, so they read it. And I'm always a little <laughs> bit nervous when they read it. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see what you think. <laughs> so I tend to, when I recommend Walker Percy, um, Signpost in a Strange Land, that's one of his, his collection of essays. Message in a Bottle is another collection of essays. And he's really, really good at, um, I, I think you get a, a, a better, he was a philosopher primarily, I think more so than a novelist. Um, again, Chesterton's another, get one of my mentors, and um, I've read a number of his essays. But to, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about the the mentor role. What I what I like to do sometimes with books that I read, music I listen to, films that I watch, is mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm in too homogenous of a of a group of people that that are that are very like minded, I try to find someone who is not like that. So um, Wallace yeah. is a, is a good example of that for, for me. I want someone who's going to challenge me. It's not just going to be an echo chamber. Now, I got a lot of the people that I just mentioned. You're going to go. What are you talking about, Mike? All those, all those guys that you mentioned are are, are Catholic Orthodox um, thinkers. But mm-hmm. I, I I try also to read stuff that that would be um, not in that wheelhouse that might be edgy. And for a lot of um, Catholics that I know that that are I would, would consider themselves to be like within Orthodoxy, more traditional, whatever the word you want to use. A guy like Wallace is a really, really good option for them to kind of challenge him. Because, listen, like he says stuff that we've heard. Like here's a quote about freedom. Okay. And he's very critical of the modern idea of freedom, this idea that freedom is doing whatever you want when you want to do it. And and it's funny. JP2's famous quote, again, paraphrasing, is freedom is not doing what you want to do. Freedom is doing what you ought to do. And here's a quote that David Foster Wallace has on freedom. The really important kind of freedom involves attention and awareness and discipline and effort and being able to truly care about other people and to sacrifice for them over and over in a myriad of petty little unsexy ways every day. Mm, so he's saying the same thing basically that John Paul II is saying. Yeah. But he's saying it in a manner that I actually think would would reach um, people that might be put off by religious or conservative rhetoric. Um, and I love people like this. This is why I love Percy as well, because Percy understood that language is important and we can present yeah. something in a manner that kind of removes it from the trappings um, and the preconceived notions that people have about certain aspects of orthodoxy and, and, and philosophical conviction. And Wallace is one of those guys who, who does that as well. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um Okay, maybe some other other recommendations mm-hmm. of collections of essays. What are some of your favorites that you've read? Again, I I, I really liked um, all of Percy's stuff. Or not read, but maybe even you had to choose between. Well, when I when I was going into this, I I really I knew when we came up with the calendar of what we were going to read each month. I knew I was going to read Wallace. Okay. I knew. Um, 
I mean, some people that I enjoy reading, I, I've enjoyed reading Alan Tate, some of his essays. Again, yeah. I mean, the kind of that Southern um, Catholic, that wheelhouse, which is, which I like. Um, I, again, I don't know if I would call these essays, but I'm a huge fan of travel writing. Oh, and uh-huh. it, actually, there's collections that come out at the end of every year. Out, Outdoor Magazine does a, a collection, but I, I guess those would be some of them are essays and some of them are like travel writing. But Robert Kaplan, I don't know if he did a collection of essays, but this idea of traveling, I mean, in, in David Foster Wallace's books, he's talking about experiences. And actually, in Consider the Lobster, and I'm, I'm going to bring it back around. Yeah. One of the most powerful essays that he does in, in the Consider the Lobster is he goes to an adult film, um, the adult film movie convention in Las Vegas. Oh, and he writes about this, really? about the people who are these fans who are interacting with these stars that they watch, mm-hmm. obviously in adult films. And he just cuts to the humanity of it and and actually the kind of the sadness of it. Yeah. Um, but he does it in a, a manner that is just distinctly Wallace. Now, that whole topic, I think people who are more puritanical mm-hmm. would be challenged by, yes, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I And I – and I think Wallace does that. Um, Robert Kaplan is a guy who I like a lot. He, he writes political, historical um, travel essays. Um, I, again, like when you when you say, okay, what are some other essay books that I would well, I would Lewis recommend? has and Lewis has one, uh, God in the Dock, and other essays. So mm-hmm. I mean, that would that would be great. I'm reading Chesterton. You, there are a few different. Um, Chesterton wrote like 500 essays in his lifetime. So if you love Chesterton's humor and witty writing, I mean, his his essays, you couldn't go wrong with that. I actually picked a fairly, fairly recent, I can't remember what year it came out, but um, collection in defense of sanity is the collection of his essays that I'm reading. And um, the editors seem to be um, some good ones. Um, Joseph Pierce, Aidan Mackey, and... Dale Alquist, I think. Um, So that one looked good. That's why I picked it. They um, actually, the one, the selections they made, some had been published, a lot of them had been published before. Um, You know, they were kind of calling this the best of his essays. Um, So some of, but some of them had not been published before. So if you can imagine, I'm sure, you know, 500, having written over 500 essays in his lifetime, then that would be, um, Sure, there'd be some that we hadn't seen before. So I'm interested to see. I was scrolling through the table of contents, um, and I, I recognized a couple that I think I had read before. But I'm I'm looking forward to reading all of these. Um, so I recommend the one I'm reading, um, or any collection of his essays. I'm sure you couldn't go wrong. Um, like I said, Flannery O'Connor's great. Um, Lewis, lots of uh, em- uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson has some. If you um, if he's kind of Someone that sounds good to you. Uh, other ones that have been on my TBR, I haven't gotten to, and I was considering. Um, TBR? What does that mean? I think I know. To be read list. Wow. There's there's slang. There's lingo. Yes. You drop that sometimes, and I realize that I'm not in the reading world because you'll say things. I think there are people who are listening who are probably laughing. They're just like, of course, TBR. TBR. I know. Um, my TBR. To be read. Okay. I got uh-huh. it. Okay, so Marilyn Robinson is one of those. So she wrote Gilead. Did you uh-huh. read that? 
Um, I haven't read it yet. I think I read like almost all of it. That's a book that I I read a, a long time so ago. So she's pretty popular, remember. and I think her her essays have been fairly well acclaimed. Um, so there's, I feel like what's ex- kind of fun about this category is that that yeah, one of hers that are popular is the given. I'm just seeing it now. The givenness of things essays by Marilyn Robinson. Um, yeah, one thing that's fun about this category is there are so many different authors you could read. Yeah, when you talk about essays, it's funny as you're as you're saying all these things. Now there are there are books coming to mind that I've read before. Okay, one of my favorite philosophers is a guy named Soren Kierkegaard, and there are books that are collections of his philosophical essays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and some of them are pretty short, and you can read it, and you can kind of get a a taste of what he's about. I mean, he's a guy that his longer stuff's a little bit harder to get through. I'm um, actually Bellick, who I read last oh, yes. last yes. Uh, month. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of a lot of good stuff, a lot of essays. Um, you know, one I would recommend that also came up on a list. I, I liked it. I, I hope I'm saying his right. It's his name right. His name is Julian Caron, and he's a he's a priest, and he's actually head of this this movement called. Um, Communion Liberation, which was started by oh, um, yes. G- Giassani, and it's it's it, it, you should read it. Disarming Beauty again, I think, cuts through the politicization and the the, the kind of um, a lot of the Catholic rhetoric that we have. He he really points people towards kind of the center of what it means to to be a Christ follower. Um, I would recommend that as well. Wendell Berry also has a yeah, collection great. of essays. So if you like Wendell Berry or you've been thinking of reading him recently, it's uh, he's got a collection called The Art of the Commonplace, The Agrarian Essays. Now, it, it's funny, too, because I think maybe one of the reasons that essays aren't are, – I don't want to say read as much or like a book of essays is I read a number of periodicals that are, that are long-form journalism. So, uh-huh. and a lot of times the, the long for journalism that I'll read is, I'm, again, I'm a big soccer fan. So there's specific magazines that I get. One of them's called The Blizzard. And I don't, I'm not recommending reading The Blizzard by Jonathan Wilson, but it's, it is, if you're into soccer, it's, it's long form and it's good. Um, and there's, there's more long form coming out now. I wonder if long form periodicals and long form websites and long form, like subscribing to that form of journalism. Uh-huh. And a matter has been the delivery method of the essay versus the 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 book because, like you said, you're reading a Chesterton uh, book of essays that obviously was compiled in the last few years. Yes, and a lot of times that's what happens. It's not like the author um, said, "I want this to be a collection of essays." Some editor goes through and brings them all together. Essays originally probably appeared in various periodicals. But I mean, like even this David Foster Wallace book that I'm reading, or his other uh, "Consider the Lobster," I I would bet that some of those were written for a a, a magazine or a periodical, or even as lectures. A lot of lectures are then turned into essays. And if you think about it, though, like back in the day, um, even with novelists with short stories, in when when really you would you would have these journals or right. periodicals that would have longer form. Um, maybe that's kind of how we we lost it when when we went away from that. I don't know what happened with with many of those, and we had to wait for people to compile essays later on. Well, it's interesting you're talking about that. I think this actually speaks to that. I'm going to read this short little snippet from the foreword to the book I'm reading on the Ch- the Chesterton essays I'm reading called In Defense of Sanity. So the foreword is written by one of the editors of the book. Aiden Mackey, and Mm -hmm. this is what he says about the essay. The essay is, for the moment, perhaps the most neglected literary form. 
I say for the moment because unless the moral, whoops, my screen froze on my Kindle. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, there well, is there a slang for when you're Kindle? Kindle when you're Kindle. I'm gonna come up with the uh, the Amazon Kindle. Okay, he says I say for the moment because unless the moral and literary decadence of our day proves to be irreversible, the essay will eventually spring back into vigorous new life. The best essays have given us such a richness of erudition, elegance, wit, information, and sheer high bubbling fun that we must know beyond doubt that the essay will not perish. I like that. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's it's funny because me reading essays, um, I feel like for the first time, like, oh, I could, like, novels always seem to me to be really over, over, overwhelming. And I, I, I can't even imagine, like, putting a story together like that, like. Ambitious uh, to. Yeah, like, write. that's just, that's just wild. Essays, though, I'm like, okay, I, I got some ideas. I think I can, I can sit down and maybe write an essay. I don't know if anyone will ever, um, will ever read it, but, um. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that it, that we should actually read more of them. I mean, think about how long it takes to read a book. Um, Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I know I don't. Uh, yeah, we only have a podcast about reading. Oh yeah, but um, no, we're all talking about how we want to read more. And um, but have you ever gotten to the end of a book and you said, okay, you've kind of gone quickly through it because you, or you maybe even stopped because you said this didn't need to be a book. This is a good idea. This was good information, but this could have been a chapter or two. And I really got the the really good stuff that was there to give. Um, and so I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of, of great thinking that can happen in an essay that can benefit the reader and we don't need a whole book now. Sometimes we do, but, um, yeah, I really, I I think maybe we're close to what Mackie's talking about, you know, a revival of, of the essay. At least we should be. Hopefully this podcast episode makes people more excited to collect more books of essays or just keep, maybe keep. A book of essays going at all times because, um, like you were saying a second ago, there each essay is rather unrelated. It is, I mean, you can sit down in an afternoon, read read one essay, and then pick up the book any other time that you want. And it's not like you have to remember where you were. You know, they're not just move to the next one the next time you have a moment to sit down and read an essay. It's something you can sit down, and there's something very, I think, rewarding about sitting down with a piece of writing and finishing that thought. Um, you can kind of do this chapter to chapter in a book, but it's kind of nice to sit down and read a whole essay and have read in an enti- in its entirety some piece of writing, you know? No, I, I, I agree, and I think um, in our world, which is really, really busy, and you sometimes have to sneak reading in, yeah. um, we should, should read more essays. Um, we should read more short stories. Yes, I, I think that if you think about the essay, yeah, it's kind of like the the nonfiction. Yeah, of the short story. story. But you know, it, it, I think essays too. People, some people are doing a good job, like with a podcast, and some of them are more are more specifically produced. Not like this, like where two people are just kind of sitting down and talking about something. Right. But like, there's something being told, like an essay being read and a story being told. In, oh, a, in, yeah. a, in a period of time. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about reading essays. I'm excited about being inspired maybe to, to write essays and to kind of make the rhythm of that essay or that long form, whatever you want to call it, be part of of my, of my normal reading schedule. Because you know what I do all the time? And I don't know if you guys out there do this. 
um, is I have a lot of books that when I buy them, I, I, I have this like, okay, I'm going to, these three books I'm going to read, but there's a lot of the books that I have now that are on my bookshelf that need, still need to be read. And I think maybe essays is a more realistic with four kids working. Yeah. Essays might be a good, a good kind of step forward. Yeah. So uh, now we've read, we've mentioned a few, um, different collections of essays, but listeners out there, obviously we only kind of (laughs) touched on a few titles. So, when you're on social media, share with all of us, either on Twitter or Instagram, maybe um, take a picture of the book you suggested, but share your recommendations. If you've read a great collection or you have some to add to the mix to suggest for people reading this month, please do share. Um, we really are hoping to get people involved in sharing book recommendations with each other um, in this format too, and just be- being able to kind of share titles when you have them. Um, I'm sure there's somebody out there who would appreciate, I know I would appreciate getting, getting yeah, definitely um, to be more active kind of on the social media aspect. And, and we'll try to as well to get that ball rolling. But again, I just want to say I'm reading a supposedly fun thing. I'll never do again, which I love that title. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the story of my life. Oh, this is going to be fun. And then you go and I'm like, why was this worth it? Essays and arguments by David Foster Wallace. And that, that, um, Consider the Lobster was the other one that I almost read. Both are available on Amazon, I think, in Kindle and paperback. Um, so those are the ones I'm reading. And Jess, what are you reading again? And I'm reading um, In Defense of Sanity, the best essays of G.K. Chesterton, selected by Dale Alquist, Joseph Pearson, Aidan Mackey. So maybe as we're reading, as we get an essay done, we can kind of throw something up on on, um, Ooh, that's good. on, on Twitter or Instagram. I know that I promised during Lent to do – to do Dante stuff, but that, trust me, <laughs> that did, that did not happen. Best but, laid, uh, made plans. Exactly. But hopefully we can be a little bit more um, consistent with this. And we look forward to interacting with you on social media and hearing about and reading about what you've read. Yes. And happy Easter to everyone as that's approaching fast. And after Easter, we'll see you again to recap our experience with our essay selections. Take care. Take care.